Welcome. This is Winning at Life with Gregory Ricks. I'm your host, Gregory Ricks, a wealth advisor here to answer your questions and help you win with your money. And I'm your co-host, James Parker. After the episode, head on over to gregoryricks.com slash podcast zero one, and you can get your complimentary white paper to go with this episode. Angela in Mississippi, you're on Winning at Life with Gregory Ricks. How can we help you, Angela? Hi there. I have a two-part Social Security question. I am 56 and a half and retired from a state agency. I draw a monthly retirement uh, benefit. I worked professional jobs for about 30, 30 and a half years prior to that in high school and college. I worked minimum wage summer jobs that I reported to Social Security, and that was about five years. So I believe Social Security payments are based on your highest 35 years. So the first question is, would I benefit from returning to work part-time to replace some of those low-income years, and how much higher would my income need to be? to make a significant difference in benefits. I'm not really able to return to work full-time due to some caretaking of our elderly parents. And the second part of my question is that my husband is 54 and a half and uh, plans to work till about age 60 or 62. He'll have a pension and a 401k. For the last 15 or so of those years, his income has been almost double of what my own was. I've been advised that I should begin collecting Social Security benefits at age 62. So the second part is, what's your take on that? So when you talked about the retirement you're receiving, that's a state retirement? Yes. So you, on that job, you did not participate in Social Security, is why you brought up the windfall elimination provision. Um, well, I paid, <clears throat> yes, I did pay into Social Security, Um Okay, so you brought up the 35 years of substantial earnings. Why right. did you 30, bring that about up? About 30 years of su- substantial earnings, and then five years of minimum wage, summer job earnings. Okay, so Social Security is not going to be affected by any work that you've done because you've, you've got a pension, and it's not going to create an offset or penalty on your Social Security, correct? Okay, I'm not just, really sure. I was just talking about like um, the Social Security benefits that I would be receiving based on my work history. Okay. Okay. You, you just said brought up the 30 years, which kind of made me think of tying it to the windfall elimination provision. But through right, your sorry. work <laughs> that you're receiving retirement on, you paid into Social Security. Right. So right. You're, turning on, you're considering turning it on at age 62. So you're right. full retirement age is probably about 67 it is 67 it's it is 67 for fra for you uh why might you be turning it on at 62 because you're getting like a 36 percent reduction in benefits by turning it on at age 62 um well that's kind of my question um we've just been advised that because of my my husband's income being so much you know higher than my own you know, eventually, um, statistically, I would be uh, drawing his benefit anyway and should draw mine early, and then it would convert over okay. to his. So give me his age again. You gave us a lot of stats. Run his age again. 54 and a half. 54 and a half. And is he a larger breadwinner than you are? Yes, for about the last 15 or so years. 
So his, and when you look at the social security statement, he shows a larger benefit for his FRA than yours. Right. Okay. So is he planning on waiting to turn his own at 67? Hopefully, yes. Okay. This kind of needs to be a, not a hopefully, but this kind of needs to be planned out because you, one, you're going to likely outlive him everything being equal you are two years older but and and even if we call it even one of you are are outliving the other so who's creating the larger check to continue because when one of you pass away the smaller check goes away and assuming you get along great been married a long time will be married forever you need a cohesive plan of what are the retirement benefits your retirement account you've got a retirement and he's still working, when you retired and turned on that, was the plan back then when you turned on that, say, well, I'm going to turn on Social Security at age 62. Was that a thought then or an unknown? It was an unknown, I guess. Just when I did my retirement, I guess, planning with an, an advisor, they mentioned that we should, I should consider, you know, beginning drawing Social Security early. And I'm not really sure why. I'm not really sure of the logic of that. And so that's kind of what I wanted your take on. Now, we like to run reports to kind of make certain of and look at the income planning out. So part of that is is run a couple scenarios of yours turning on now and yours turning on, say, at FRA. And we could look at somewhere in between in the case, but we would also look at where his is turning on on that benefit. One question is, does your household need those Social Security benefits at age 62? Right. So that's an analysis that you could could run with real-time numbers. Is that correct? Yes. And, and that's where we, you know, you kind of get to a plan where you know when yours is turning on and why, and you know when his is turning on and why and how does that correlate to overall assets that you have and the ability to generate income knowing that the both of you are probably generating i'd say is your social security incomes that much different potentially potentially yes okay so you're saying his is significantly higher right okay if 50 percent of his would that be larger than your Social Security benefit? Um, I'm not sure of that. I've had some difficulty getting online to get our account set up, and I haven't gotten a statement. Um, I'm working on that, getting that from Social Security, a uh, recent statement. So I'm not positive on yeah, that. Well, one way to simplify that real quick, I've got about a minute left. It's looking at your FRA numbers there is half of his more than your FRA number based on his FRA. And if you're starting yours early, you know, you're not, you're taking that penalty for starting early stays with you. And another key point that everybody may not realize the way Social Security looks at your benefit, your benefit starts at full retirement age. So they're, penalizing you for starting early and everything ultimately balances out and is made up at age 80 but those that have built a larger check continues that larger amount further on which ultimately draws more money 
But as you can kind of see here, it just isn't a simple answer. There's a number of things we look at, and we also want to know the why behind the decisions. If you'd like more and other listeners, give my office a call. It's 504-832-9200-GregoryRicks.com if you'd like to talk more about Social Security benefits. Well, it's interesting that she's thinking about this, and she's 56 and a half, so that's planning that she's working on. She's gotten some advice to turn hers on at 62, which is five years early. Neighborhood of 36, 37% reduction in benefits for turning it on early as opposed to her FRA. And another interesting thing, she wasn't sure why. I kind of would like to know the why. And the other question, and this isn't particular to her situation, but I think it brought up a good point because I asked, well, when does he plan to turn his own being her spouse? And she wasn't sure about that. And just to give you some clarity out there, couples, you don't need the spouse's permission to turn it on or not to turn it on. Now, if somebody's drawing a spousal benefit off of a worker's benefit, that worker has to have their benefit turned on for you to draw the spousal benefit. So in that sense, kind of need a permission because you don't need permission from them. They just have to have it turned on for you to draw the spousal benefit. But you could have a plan going where she says, well, I, I, I'm going to turn mine on six at 62 because he's going to wait to 67. But what if he doesn't, you know, I, I, you're not going to get it in writing, and I don't think you need to do that. But as a, as a household, I think it needs to be um, coordinated as a benefit because he's, he does have a larger FRA benefit. She's receiving a retirement. I don't know what his situation is or the retirement assets, but what we are looking for a play is here. And, and one of the reasons to for her to turn it on, but we don't know all the numbers, is their money is going to be drawn and ultimately somebody dies and his say FRA that he's turning on at 62 is going to be the larger permanent check. Another discussion in the planning of that is the discussion of her retirement pension that she has turned on. Is there a Benny on that? Does it have spousal continuation? You see, we all of a sudden, now we're drilling down more and more. And then also, I didn't address, how's their health in the household? That could have a say on how far we're going out with that. And then if there is no need of that added to the household income, maybe she doesn't turn it on to create a larger benefit. Because one thing we do know, average life expectancy for both male and female, is beyond age 80. And if both of you made it to 65, we're close. We'll just call life expectancy average between the two is about 90, 91. So reason I bring that up, no matter when somebody turns on, I take a group of 10 people, and they each turn on their benefits at a different year, starting some of them at 62 and some of them waiting to FRA and some to age 70. You know where they all equalize out at? Age 80. And the ones that waited longer will be drawing a larger check permanently than the others and roll up more money. 
But when you kind of say, well, where's my break-even point? It's typically eight, nine years out. But everything in Social Security, remember, they think of your starting point is FRA, and everything's designed to equalize out for everybody around age 80. And I'll say give or take a year. So when we start pulling all this together, this is a giant, giant decision you're making. And a lot of things play into it. And somebody, we've been doing this radio show for almost 10 years now, and it's been an awesome ride and hope we get to do it another 10 years is what I hope for from this. But I've had this saying over time, and you know what it is. If you love your spouse, you'll defer. And that's a real simple quote, but you have to take considerations of all these things we talked about with Angela, and I've actually brought up since. Don't forget to head to our complimentary downloads page at gregoryricks.com for your complimentary white paper just for listening to this episode. More episodes of the podcast can be found at gregoryricks.com slash podcast. But I do have a day job that goes along with that. I'm a wealth advisor and we focus on retirement and investment planning. We review all five aspects of your financial life, investing, retirement, estate planning, healthcare planning, and income planning. For more information, call 504-832-9200 or gregoryricks.com. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and Gregory Ricks and Associates are not affiliated companies. This information is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as a sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Gregory Ricks and Associates is not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute legal or tax advice. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Gregory Ricks and Associates. 